Tuesday, February 25th. We're very excited. You've decided to begin your day, your morning, or maybe your third shifting and you're ending your day with us. Regardless of what point your day you're at, um, I'm pleased. I'm thankful. We appreciate you spending your time here with the Morning Reboot. It's Eric Chase and Floyd. $1,000 payoff still going on. Your first national keyword of the day to win that one grand. And after what I've spent the last couple days, can you can you throw me some of that that grand if you win? Uh, Eight oh five today to score that money. A national keyword from Floyd and I here on the morning reboot. Around that same time, we'll do a panel full of ladies. We have not done many of those lately. We've been so busy with other stuff, but we'll get you that. Uh, before then, tacos and trivia Tuesday. Your theme today is wine. Oh. You've been really good with like not telling me these things because of that. Sorry. Uh, is that a new phone? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so observant this morning. Our studio is upgraded. Right. We're, hello, 2013. <laughs> also, I had to scratch something off. This month, did you say this month has been slow or fast? Um, I believe Beth Beth and I mutually agreed. It's been slow, but not as slow as January was. I, I've, the, the calendar's gotten away from me. We have a friend coming in today who may or may not have an animal with her at 7.30. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to a rated game around 6.15 or so, which feels like a, a ways up. That, that first segment that we do then really f- comes quickly, right? Mm-hmm. It's 5.38 now. Uh, 419-240-1055. Please text the show. Say hello. Good morning. It's Eric Chase at 5.39 and the one and only Floyd. Hey, good morrow. I'm in such a good... Such good spirits this morning. Is it because you visited Freedom Comics? I did. I had a great time there. Uh, the staff was amazing. But I got some sleep. Um, I took a shower this morning. Um, I, f- I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Be- definitely better than yesterday. Yesterday was like, I know if you listen a lot, I vent about my my working a lot of jobs. But yesterday was one of those days where it's going to go to 15 hours. And that was, what is that? Oh, no, no, keep going. I'm okay. listening. But so yeah, I'm like, I'm hungry. What is that food? Um, oh, you can eat pens if you want. <laughs> no, it was just one of those days where um, any person who works multiple jobs, you have those few days, maybe multiple times a week. For me, they happen like four times a month where I know that I'm going to wake up at 3.30 and not going to get home till I walked to my house at like 10 o'clock yesterday. Like I knew it was it was going to be one of those long days. And I pushed through it and went home, um, ordered some Chinese food. Don't want to talk about it. It was disgusting. Where'd you get it from? Am I allowed to say it on air? Because yeah. I don't, well, they're not going to endorse it. It was a freaking China star on Door Street. It was gross. Door and it's Collingwood? The, yep, it's in that little plaza. Yeah, 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 it was, where the McDonald's is? Yeah, so here's what happened was, like, I didn't deposit my money from the weekend show. This all makes sense when I tell the story. And But they only take cash. So I was like, I could spare $15 for some food. Because it's 10 o'clock. Everything's shutting down. I know they're open a little later. It's by my house. You can't go wrong with boneless almond chicken and shrimp fried rice. Oh, Lord have mercy, was I ever, ever oh so wrong. However, anyways, I force-fed myself because it wasn't good, but it was also like, you got to eat something, you're diabetic, you haven't eaten anything in like literally seven hours. Just put it in your body, deal with it, and pray you don't have morning sickness. But I'm good. But it just wasn't, it was bland. It was just, you know, like when you go somewhere and like, you know it took time, like, it'll be ready in 15, 20 minutes. You're like, okay. But it feels like they rushed the order. 
Like, it felt like there was, like, no flavor to it. I don't know. Like, it wasn't cold. It wasn't, like, undercooked or overcooked. It just had, like, no flavor. Maybe because I had my heart set on it, and it just didn't... I had a vision in my head of what the taste buds would be sensationalized as. Nah. It was just like, eh, okay. That's it was gravy, chicken, and this bland-ass rice. I was so mad, but well, I forced it down my throat. Well, I'm glad that you're not sick right now or feeling ill because yeah. you're eating that late at night and, and not being good. There... For as long as I lived downtown, and maybe it's different now with Uber Eats and everything that can deliver, mm. there was for living in a downtown, there was no good place that would deliver Chinese food. Yeah, because we don't have. Actually, Elijah and I were talking about that on the way back from Columbus this weekend. We're like, Golden Lily over here on um, Reynolds used to be downtown back in the day, like yeah. way back in the day. I think I don't even remember it being downtown. Yeah, the place next to Tandoor. Yeah, yeah, it used to be downtown, and my mom co-signed it. She's like, yeah, that used to be downtown. Like, we don't have any good like. Chinese place downtown. The only place that you could order from downtown I found was Rice King on Broadway. Yep. That's what I'm going to say about that. And I don't even know if they'd come up to where you live now in the old West End. No, probably not. uh, 5.42, the morning reboot. I love her so much. Thank you. Uh, I got two things to throw at you in our second segment. All right. Okay. Uh, 5.42, welcome to the morning reboot. 8.05, today your national keywords win one grand on cue. Do a leap at 5.45 with the morning reboot on Q105. We're brought to you by Jeffrey Manfine Jewelers. Oh, I wanted to say it. I couldn't get my headphones in time. Sorry. Jeffrey Manfine Jewelers and uh, and loosely over the last couple of days by Freedom Comics. Yes. Who, who has a, some of my money and, and $50 of yours. Oh, well, here's the thing. That's what I told you I bought. There was more. You got more? Well, they have, they have my... I love graphic novels. I wish I could dive in them to more, but like my favorite comic book place is in Philadelphia. Every time we go, we visit there. Amalgam? The coffee uh, shop? I don't remember what it is. I will find out by the end of the show for us, though. Um, side note. Sorry to be nerdy with this here with the morning reboot on Q105. It's Eric Chase and Floyd. Good morning. Uh, you have a device at home, right? Like an iPad? Uh, yes, I have all of them. I'm just, just collecting like this. reading that stuff. Just... Buy the buy some of the apps that I have because I like them as well. But mm-hmm. then you get the libraries on the apps. Well, that's where I download Nerd. I have the Dark Phoenix Saga on my iPad, but that's the only digital thing I have. Everything else is thrown in my closet. It works. Uh, the what I use it. It works like Spotify, where you're mm-hmm. renting it. Um, I uh, help me because this is new to me and not things I felt for a long time. I have uh, an Athena question for you. Yes. Uh, she started a completely new job yesterday, same field, but she went from like overnight hours, like seven to seven, to normal hours, like eight to five. I wanted to say this to you, and you deserve a round of applause for starting, potentially starting something new while they're starting new. It is extremely difficult. Yeah, I know, and I'm trying to keep this in my head, and uh, so the two... Thoughts of anxiety that have gone through my head. We got back to our normal level of communication mm-hmm. yesterday after she had family stuff over the weekend mm-hmm. and then recovering from yeah. that on, on Sunday. And she had a new job yesterday and blah, blah, blah. So, again, I'm just getting in my own head with this. I do have a question, but I'll point out the two two thoughts of anxiety. Okay. I'm using far more emojis than she is now. And she used some when we were last week mm-hmm. before, and then You're she was uh she was inundated with winged insects 
Friday night before we met. <laughs> Butterflies. Okay. Um, and I could feel her 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 anxiety, but I was like, hey, nothing to worry about. And now it's like it's flipped, and I'm wondering where that went with her. From what I understand, and by no means am I a specialist or registered as a professional in this field, it seems like you guys are doing a good give and take. Like you said, it flipped, it reversed. Like that's that that's good steps. Like it's not. Do you feel like you're overstepping it with the I emojis? I don't want to. I don't because I know that my my enthusiasm and charisma mm-hmm. and desire to get to the finish line can be can be off putting, and I don't want to do that. So I'm just trying to to tread lightly. And, but I, I'll my question I wanted to ask you is um, now she has her kids this weekend, which mm-hmm. would make it more difficult to get together. And she. Remember we talked, we had a topic a couple weeks ago about don't date locally? Yeah. Well, she's at, she's at Napoleon. Okay. So I've abided by that rule. <laughs> so there's already no, there's no, there's no Eskimo connection by now. Um, when would be the appropriate time to inquire about a second date or to just flat out ask? Oh, anytime. Anytime. Anytime because you're feeling it and you're good. Anytime. Did you felt the first date was good? Yeah. And you guys are still communicating. Like, yeah. no one's, hate this word, quote unquote, ghosted someone or not text back for a long, long period of time without an explanation. Oh, I would say, not, don't ask in our hours where we're up at 3 30 in the morning, but I say go for it. I do it. Do it. But if I don't ask, I can't get denied. <laughs> but no, no, you're going to do it. But so, see, here's the thing you know, you do. Do it because you know that this weekend she has her kids. She was very open dialogued about that with you, right? I'm assuming that it's one on one off. Yeah. So yeah. So I absolutely go and I say do it, do it, do it, do it. You know, if she you don't do it by noon today, I'm not showing up tomorrow. You'll show up. You're right. If she says <laughs> uh, it's it's just not going to work out, I have my kids. I will understand, but I'll be disappointed because. I don't know with her new schedule when we can connect due to the distance. So the ball's in her court. Inquire about the date and then have her pick the date. This is what I always do because I'm always busy. I, I'll i let you read my text message I sent to someone today. I said, you pick the day. I will work my schedule around it because I know my set schedule. And Especially with her starting something new, she's going to be up in the air and be like, hey, I can't do it this weekend, but guess what? I can do something Wednesday, or I can do something next Friday. Like, oh, let me work my... Because we know what we're going to do. Well, next Saturday, uh, Bethany invited us to step in out at the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. That could be... That could be... Go to go to dinner, or you guys go catch a movie or something, and then meet there. Like, Introduce herself to your friends. They're like, hey, girl. I won't be extra for you. Introducing to friends is good. Not that that, that could be uh, un- unsettling or... Or nerve wracking for some people, but I view my friends mm-hmm. as assets in a uh, in a relationship. And it's an extension of who you are. You know what I mean? Five fifty one. I have another thing to ask you. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. Rated game at six fifteen today on Q one hundred five. So tomorrow is your last day to text Bieber correctly his last name to our text number four one nine two four zero one zero five five. Tomorrow is your last day to text. Justin Bieber's last name to win the tickets in Detroit for you and nine friends and a limo ride from Team Johnson up to Detroit and we'll hook you up with a gift card from Joseph's Beverage. Okay, oh. tomorrow is the last day. More on our website, q1055.com. It's um, going to be a party. Slightly uh, slightly uh, experimenting with some things here on the show. That quietly in the background behind us. Um, is that Timula? 
Yeah. Okay. You uh, you noticed that the, the Fizz Festival tickets are now on sale. They are. Someone shared it, and I was like, ooh, let me get mine. It's June something. and 19th. 19th, 5.30 You can get tickets to the game. You can get a VIP version of it, and it's it's beyond Bon Viv, Truly, and White Claw. And then some other ones that we don't have in this hemisphere. But, like, it's $40 a ticket. But, like, bite the bullet and spend an extra 15 and get the VIP. That's a buffet. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's unsurprising that it's happening at Hensville. That's like the center point of all things social in our area mm-hmm. these days. Um, obviously, the fish stuff is super hot. By the way, the morning reboot, Q105, Tarek, Chase, and Floyd. I'm starting to see uh, screwball catch up. And I wonder just, huh? it's the peanut butter whiskey. Oh, okay, go. And I'm wondering... If this is going to catch up to White Claw in any way, because I'm seeing all kinds of different people uh, experiment and enjoy this. Uh, some people that I don't normally know as bigger drinkers trying it out. I I, I got the I got one PB whiskey okay several months ago, and it wasn't that, and I didn't like it a lot. I finally got the Screwball. I've experimented. It works out okay with chocolate liqueur. Okay. I can't mix it with much else, though. Uh, I've read that if you pour it over vanilla ice cream, it's delicious, but I found the best way that I enjoy it is just plain old neat. It's very smooth, almost malt licorice. So whiskey. So whiskey has like that- Peanut butter But I'm just saying, but whiskey has that like, that brisk after burn, right? Like that little- This doesn't. That's what I'm going to say. Does it kind of- Diminish the whiskey taste because like every time I think of whiskey, I think of that that after like, hey, I'm whiskey. You know what I mean? But like, yep. so it's smooth. It's, you know what Daddy almost did today? Okay, <laughs> Daddy almost brought it in. Daddy will bring it in tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. I was off today. You should have brought it in. I would have done a shot just, after the just show. Just to sit. No, I mean like a sip like during the show. Yeah. It, it, it's if I didn't tell you that it was whiskey you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it, like I said it, to me the thing that pops in my head is is malt liquor see because you know remember when we were at uh, was it the food drive we had I bought the peanut butter beer me too didn't care for it but then I love peanut butter vodka and I don't mind whiskey it's just not my first choice it's like fifth on the tier of liquors I drink I would try it I like peanut butter though so uh no, is it the peanut butter taste or is it like an artificial peanut butter taste? Like, yeah, it's yeah, artif- uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's far far removed from whiskey. Okay, it's artificial, but it's it's good enough. And I don't you worry, I will keep experimenting. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The morning reboot. Have you tried it yet? Are you looking to go beyond White Claw? Four one nine two four zero one zero five five. We're gonna get to more of it in our uh, first entertainment segment in about an hour from now, and. I didn't expect the Kobe Bryant stuff to be as big as it was yesterday. And there were some... I was at work. It was everywhere. Thoughtful, eloquent, brave words by his widow, uh, Vanessa Bryant. Uh, Shaq had a zinger. I've never seen more famous athletes in one place outside of like an ESPN award ceremony. Oh, for sure. The faces in the crowd were were truly legend. And I was stunned that Michael Jordan spoke. He, he in my opinion, he's my favorite basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. And he, in my opinion, is the best basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has, he's always been part of pop culture because of shoes. Yeah. But in the last handful of years, uh, what, what else has fueled, and I'm going to turn this off for a second. What else has fueled his popularity? So I'm not a sports person, but I'll say for me, it's always been the crying meme. Yeah. Okay. Am I, it's that so, glazed over face with them tears. Surprisingly, yesterday was filled with a lot of sincere, 
uh, sincere and honorable thoughts, but there was a lot of levity. Well, someone's posted on my Facebook that said for uh, they said a memorial service. They felt joy afterwards? Like they were happy about it? It truly was a celebration of life. And I watched all of this, but... Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next... (laughs) That's funny. Michael Jordan. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. Very self-aware and and a lot more levity than I expected during that. It's so funny because like when you hear about the someone who doesn't sport, like you hear Michael Jordan, someone like he's not obtainable. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows he's on this planet, but no one ever like runs into him. He's not a very public person. Yeah, but I feel like that statement right there alone, I. It made him human to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As, as much as I know about Michael Jordan, as much as I don't know, him making that joke that that he knows he's a meme, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I, was, I could actually run into him at Kroger someday. You I, know what I mean? I was stunned to see him. He talked about his big brother relationship and late night phone calls with mm-hmm. Kobe. Six o'clock in the morning reboot. It's Eric Chase and Floyd. We're brought to you by Jeffrey Mann. Fine Jewelers. Elvis is in the rated game at 6.15. Hold on. Q105 Studios sponsor. We have nonstop music hours here on Q105. That happens after our show. Uh, it's Eric and Floyd. Now, we'll dive into a rated game. And I teased it by telling you that Elvis hmm. Presley is on the list today because Elvis Presley... Is trending? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Uh, he's... He's, he's trending a little bit because of a connection to a, a certain mega pop artist now. So we'll start with the rated game. Um, I'll throw something at you. You tell me overrated, underrated, properly rated. Mm. Elvis Presley. Overrated. How come? I just never liked him. Isn't he the king of rock and roll or Isn't something? He the king of something. I don't know. I just, I just never was my music. Can you do the lip thing? No, but I can go. <laughs> <laughs> it's. So my dad, my dad's is or was a Beatles fan. Okay. I'm trying to think of, and we both, I don't know anybody who's actually an Elvis fan. Yeah, they're mainly just Elvis collectors. Like, no one's like, I've seen Elvis live, or like, my mom took me to see Elvis live, because he's a lot older and not with us. I I think like a restaurant would would, would pop up, or maybe a TV show. That, that is always talked about. You don't actually know anybody who watches it or goes there. I'll give you this though: his exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is pretty kind. It's, it's kind of cool to like see like his stuff and like everyone knows the Elvis lighting, the red lights, the like live in Va- uh, live in Hawaii. I don't you know. Google I don't, it. You'll, if you see it, you're like, oh, that looks familiar. I know he died mm-hmm. on a toilet and peanut butter and banana sandwich. Allegedly. Next up, uh, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Just real general. Today is Taco Tuesday. Tacos. Properly rated. And there's a Tim Allen rumor. Oh, Lord have mercy. I guess that happens on Thursday. Pray for us. Next up, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh, We're going to get one of these stories about this in entertainment because of some potential castings for uh, plants. Like just plants? Plants. I think they're underrated because, like, every time I go to my friend's house that have plants, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. But then, like, you got to keep up with the maintenance and if they die, then I think they're, they're... I think they're vastly underrated. Underrated. I, I wanted to get a plant to add some liveliness to my apartment, and I went to 
floral pursuit when Audrey had that store open downtown next to Maddie and Bella. Uh huh. And I forget what the very easy to care for plant is, and I killed it by overwatering it. Isn't it just the the one with the thick green leaves? I feel like everyone has one of those in their house. If you say the name, I'll know it. Um, is a Venus flytrap a plant? Yeah. That's the entertainment story later. All right. You did read what I sent you, right? What? I think I te- I think I messaged it to you last night. Oh, I was uh, next up, overrated, underrated, properly rated, being invisible. Ooh, that's underrated. I would love to be invisible. In other words, I would love to be a fly on the wall. Pirates. Arr, look at me. I think they're vastly underrated. Me too. That's a. It seems like a good job. Hmm. Um. Spaceships. Properly rated. They do their job right. Take you to space and the ship. Properly rated. Uh, the rated game here on Q105, it's Eric Chase and Floyd. Nicknames, like Athena. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a, a Mauricio. Fa- made, up na- made up name. Um, They are they are properly rated because you can get away with stuff without expun- without telling out telling someone's identity. Properly rated, yeah. It protects their privacy. And you can never give yourself a nickname, right? <laughs> no, no. You got to earn a nickname or... Be born into it. Uh, and last one, the color orange. Oh, it's my favorite color. Is it? It is. It's underrated because everyone likes blue, green, black if you're like an individual. That means goth, whatever. My favorite color is black. Some people will say that's not a color. It's a color. It's on the spectrum, the wheel. I'll go it's na- the absence of light. Light is a could be a color, so you're fine. It's, if, I, if I'm pressed, I'll say navy blue. <laughs> if I'm pressed, I'll say just spit. So, what's your favorite color? Black. Okay, navy blue. Yeah, some people <laughs> just don't accept black. <laughs> 621 with the morning reboot on Q105. It's Eric Chase and Floyd brought to you by Jeffrey Mann Fine Jewelers. It's a no-brainer to extend this across the Cherry Street Bridge next. Q105. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. And yeah. Just the news you need with the Morning Reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. At 6.34, it's Eric. Floyd's got his papers. Welcome to the show this morning. Good morning. Uh, This seems inevitable. Inevitable. Uh, What will the new east side, or whatever we're calling it, where those condos are at, and whatever else is being built over there. It's still the east side. I know. (laughs) What what will it need, especially as that that bars that, that's opening? They said we said it's kind of like the Clada. Mm-hmm. Forget the name is. What is that side going to need to the rusty bucket nail? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Something like that. What's it going to need over there? It's going to need whatever big city needs to drink outside legally. Yeah, how about extending <laughs> the Dora across the bridge? A city spokesperson confirmed city council is going to be considering the expansion of Dora into downtown. The area uh, that could be affected is Summit Cherry, the Summit Cherry Street area, as well as the Cherry Main Street area in East Toledo, where the new apartments are starting to open for some residents in the Marina District. It's a permanent expansion ordinance and will be sent to council for review on Friday. It should be on the agenda for the March 3rd review. A public hearing will be held after that agenda. This is a no-brainer. This is definitely going to happen. It definitely has to be. Well, you have like Frankie's over there as well, too. Like, will they extend it that down that far? I'm sure. Or will they just do it like... Oh, poor McDonald's. McDonald's is going to be filled with drunks. I mean, I know I've gone there before. I'm like, take me to McDonald's! I'm sure some... And, I don't, and I'm nowhere near there. I'm sure some <laughs> of these places even got like a tacit... Shh, 
quiet commitment or mm-hmm. assurance that Dora will be extending? I mean, anything to make the economy better, I guess. I mean, just just be respectful with it. Just because I know there's a stigma about the East Side, but they like to have fun too. And as long as you stay good and respect the laws, like I remember when it came to Adam Street, they're like, "That's the party district," and you just gotta obey by the rules. I mean, don't act like an idiot. You yeah, keep your, you keep your. Uh, Absolutely. The TMA yesterday announced that it will be extending the Yayoi Kusami Fireflies on Water through June. But listen closely. Um, The installation by the Japanese contemporary artist gives viewers a 60-second experience in pure peace and quiet with all those lights. Yep. Uh, It was originally scheduled to close at the end of April, but will be available through the end of June. So she lives in a, she's 90 now, lives in a mental institution in Japan. She's created more than 20 large-scale installations using the mirrors that you've probably already seen if you've been to the exhibit. So for a special two-week period, beginning March 2nd through the 15th, tickets will be available to purchase for all of the remaining dates through June 28th. All right. Okay. After that two-week period ends, weekly tickets will be available on Mondays at 10 a.m. I'm guessing that's if anything is left. Okay. Got it. Been there, done that, seen it, loved it. Toledo Board of Education unanimously approved a resolution yesterday rejecting discrimination, based, uh, including those based on hair textures and styles. The resolution states the district would not tolerate discrimination on the basis of natural hair types, hairstyles, and head wraps commonly associated with race, religion, or culture. Uh, the board's move follows a law p- passed by city council that prohibits discrimination. It, that was also um, uh, unanimously voted upon. Legislation was moved through by Nick Comives, our good friend, my good friend, your friend, Yvonne Harper, and Cecilia Adams. And again, it passed unanimously. Do you know, this shows you, I would say, my level of ignorance shows you my level of acceptance. Okay. I did not know natural hair was a thing or a target of discrimination until this stuff came up. And it shouldn't be. It's so bizarre to think that how you were born and the way your hair coils, it's so bizarre to me that someone could be like, hmm, you have to be bald to enter this institution of some sort. It's so bizarre to think that something that you're naturally just given like you don't have a choice on it it's just so bizarre to me it's so every time someone's like like the kid who can't walk in graduation in texas because he has dreadlocks and like but his mom is like we're from the islands like this is what our hair looks like you know what i mean it's so bizarre to me but okay the only in the ballpark or zip code comparison i can make is in the 90s Mm -hmm. when people who had heads like mine were all considered skinhead Nazis or neo-Nazis. Oh, because you were bald, yeah. Yeah, and I rocked a kid and play flat top, so. Uh, Bellevue is the home to the most affordable place to live in Ohio. I don't know where that is. I know where Bellevue Where's is. Where's it at? It's by, it's near like the Sandusky area. I saw some plays there sometimes. Okay. Oh, a few, little Last year, sorry. Uh, take this for what it's worth, but according to a home snacks study that looked through median housing costs, medium income, and overall cost of living for cities with more than 5,000 residents in the state, the medium home value in Bellevue is just under hundred grand. That's really good if you consider the town's medium income income is 54000 The number two most affordable place to live, a lot closer to us here, Wapakoneta. Wapakoneta. Uh they're actually quite close in statistics. Wapakoneta, medium income, fifty-four grand. Medium home value, one hundred and five grand. Uh, other cities in Northwest Ohio didn't rank that expensive compared to the two hundred fifty-four cities studied in the analysis. Uh, Northwood rounded out the top ten. Okay. 
Uh, Rossford came in at 17, Mommy at 18. So, as I've always said, it is a very affordable place to live in and around our area. Hmm. Good um, to know. Uh, a somber day at the memorial yesterday in Los Angeles where there were scores and scores of familiar faces and NBA legends and beyond. We'll give you some of the highlights of that with a lot of levity involved as well. We'll do it before 7. Toasty. Toasty. The uh, uh, Abel, I affectionately call him Abel, mm-hmm. uh, the weekend, has uh, come with fire in this album. And he is also uh, doing a show in Detroit. I think June, it's either uh, <clears throat> June of next year or June oh, of this year. He would put on fire. a good concert. He's the headliner, too. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Up okay. in uh, Detroit at LCA. <clears throat> What's this? That <clears throat> is... It's Fat Tuesday, by the way. I know. Did you see the Poochkies in, yeah, in the I kitchen? I bit one, and then I was like, because <clears throat> I don't like donuts. There is a stack of Poochkies <laughs> in the kitchen. Uh, 6.52, the morning reboot. We're brought to you by Jeffrey Mann Fine Jewelers. Today's tacos and trivia theme is wine. Mm. No, no white wine junk, by the way. 8.05 today, um, your first national keyword of the day to win the $1,000 payoff. Yesterday, uh, all day long out in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, many celebrities, former teammates, <clears throat> uh, admirers, and former employers of Kobe. <clears throat> Why can't I get rid of this? Uh, spoke at the Kobe Bryant Memorial, more Memorial at the Staples Center. Maybe no more important words or better words than from his... Uh, it's hard to say this, from his widow, Vanessa. Mm. This was uh, kind of to get things going. Kobe was known as a fierce competitor on the basketball court. The greatest of all time, a writer, an Oscar winner, and the Black Mamba. But to me, he was Kobe Kobe. My boo-boo, my baby, my boppy chulo. I was his Vivi, his Principessa, his Reina, his Queen Mama, Mamba, and his Visky Maniski Fabuliski. Uh, as well deserved, she got much praise from all corners of the internet for her courageous words and performance and yesterday. I didn't watch any of it, but this is my first time hearing it. Like, for what she's gone through and who she has to be strong for, because it's two children left, two daughters left. Yeah. Um, she seemed very put together, like for for the circumstances that she and that in front of that huge crowd the, of peers and then fans. Uh, the emotions during the ceremony covered the rainbow of all emotions, mm-hmm. and we'll get to the levity in a second. But uh, Vanessa on Gigi. Gigi was motivated to change the way everyone viewed women in sports. She wrote papers in school defending women and wrote about how the unequal pay difference for the NBA and WNBA leagues wasn't fair. And I truly feel she made positive changes for the WNBA players now, since they knew Gigi's goal was to eventually play in the WNBA. I'm still so proud of Gianna. She made a difference and was kind to everyone she met in the 13 years she was here on Earth. Mommy, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, and Daddy love you so much, Gigi. Um, I will miss your sweet handmade cards. Your sweet kisses and your gorgeous smile. I miss you, all of you, every day. I love you. 
It's hard to not watch it and break down just a little bit uh, with Vanessa Bryant speaking Ooh. about her, uh, <laughs> Hit me. her late husband and daughter. Uh, she's also bringing a wrongful death lawsuit against the helicopter company. I read that this morning. Unsurprising. Yeah. Um, the levity during the ceremony, I almost left the MFR in because it's so good. So, <laughs> but we can't leave. Shaq and Kobe had a very complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, big brother, little brother. Just like you and your sibling yeah. have that kind of complicated relationship, uh, eventually they, they, they got quite close, even though Kobe kind of ran Shaq out of L.A. But I, I almost left the mf in here. Uh, th- this is Shaq. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, the day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an in me. And I don't blend. Lots of levity oh. as, as well. Um, and the, everyone, I think everybody knows the crying Jordan meme. Yeah. Um, I forget when that was. During the Hall of Fame ceremony when he was It was some, yeah, because was, he was on the stage by himself. Like, they, it wasn't like a roast or anything, was it? The original. Oh, okay. I'm the not sure. The original, okay. I think, was when he was inducted into the NBA okay. Hall of Fame. This was yesterday during a 10 minute Michael Jordan speech talking about uh, his relationship with Kobe Bryant. And he kept coming back to the fact that, and we know about Mama mentality, yeah. Kobe's legendary competitiveness. Uh, several times, Michael Jordan talked about how Kobe would text him at two o'clock in the morning to just talk about basketball things and, and getting better. But uh, crying Jordan meme. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. Michael, jo- Michael Jordan is uh, obviously... Best basketball player of all yeah. time. Uh, he is an owner. He's the owner of the the NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. He very rarely speaks he publicly. Just, if he, he does, just does him. It's just it's it it's statements. So to so to see him stand there and read his speech and get emotional was was special for me to watch. How long was the ceremony? Did it start oh, right at know. one? I don't know, but it it went all day and again. I'm, it covered all the emotions from the sadness, um, and and. And somber tone of Vanessa's mm-hmm. voice to Shaq drop, yeah. dropping an MFR and Diana Taurasi, uh, a legendary WN, WNBA player, mm-hmm. spoke. So it was quite a collection of people mixed in with That's just good. people from the public. Uh, one final story to get to here before we wrap up our entertainment segment. Chris Evans is being targeted to be in the Greg Berlanti. He does a lot of the Arrowverse shows on CW. To be in the uh, movie version of... Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Further in talks are Scarlett Johansson and Taron Egerton. Billy Porter's already signed up to be the plant. Shut up. Yeah. In real life? You didn't know this? Oh, no, because you know that's my favorite movie back in the day. I do. Yeah, this is what I sent you last night. So, Scarlett Johansson, Taron Egerton are likely. Ooh. Billy Porter is in. They are targeting Chris Evans um, for for the role of Oren Scrivello. 
Oh, 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 the dentist. Oh, the dentist. Yeah. Okay, we're into that. All right, I'm into that. It's based on the 1960 Roger Corman movie that was adapted into a musical in the 80s, which was then adapted into a 1986 movie with Rick, Rick Moranis, Moranis and Steve Martin mm-hmm. as the the dentist. Uh, the dentist. So, good luck. I hope it comes okay, through for you. Okay, okay. I, I thought he was going to play like Seymour, and I was like, ugh. No, but then when you said Taron, I said, oh, he's a better Seymour. Uh, it's 6.59 with the morning reboot on Q105. Eric Chase and Floyd. Wine is the theme next as we dive into tacos and trivia Tuesday. Q105 Studios, sponsored by... My, 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 my well, me and my friend right now, you can make tacos. Nothing says Toledo like tacos, trivia, and Eric Chase. We've got two of the three right now. We want tacos. It's Taco Tuesday. On Q105's The Morning Reboot. So, I had the Sriracha Cauliflower Bites at bars Friday. Ooh, Yes. I said I was going to grab the recipe and try them. Mm-hmm. How about some sriracha cauliflower tacos? Ooh, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, who's first? Five? Oh, we, yes, we have five. We have Liz, and Isaac is on deck. Hi, Liz. Good morning. <clears throat> Hi. Um, are you a wine fan at all? <clears throat> I am. What uh, What is your preferred color? White. White? Okay. Mm. All right. Preferred uh, kind or brand? Um, I mean, I kind of drink anything. Okay. All right. Well, this should be fairly easy. You've got to get all these correct, and uh, Floyd will hook you up with one lifetime line to score the walleye tickets, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Normally, how much wine is in a bottle? And I'm going to tell you that there are two of these three answers that I'm going to give you are correct, okay? So you have a good chance to get this. Okay. Normally, how much wine is in a bottle? 750 milliliters, 3,000 centimeters, 25 ounces. 750 milliliters. That's correct. Nicely done. Uh, it's also 25 ounces. Approximately, oh. how many calories are in four ounces of wine? 85, 850, none. 85. Ooh. Okay, we'll move on. Which of these countries normally produces the most wine? Italy, Austria, Brazil. Ooh. By the way, uh, Italy is wrecked with coronavirus right now, stopping the production of a lot of different things and all over. So, Italy, Austria, um, Brazil, which normally produces the most wine. And I'll tell you this: the, the country, the, the answer is uh, the country, uh, the country that leads the world in wine production. I'm walking into the answer. That doesn't help me at all. Really? Um, Do you want a lifeline? Okay. Is that you're going to go with that one? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Two more to go. Wine has no blank. Calories, sugar, fat. Fat. Floyd is deep in thought. And it, These are hard. I don't know. It's only hard if you don't know the answers. You're right. <laughs> so, there is a phobia for almost anything. An intense fear of wine is called enophobia. Colrophobia, aquaphobia. An intense fear of wine is called enophobia, colrophobia, aquaphobia. What do you think, Liz? Oh, uh, gosh. I don't think it's that last one, so I'm going to go with the middle one. Probably not right, but I'm going to go with the middle one. You know you have a lifeline. Floyd? 
I know actually that? I actually know what cauliflower is, and it's not associated with wine. So we're going to take okay. it. Since you eliminated the last one, let's do this together and say the first one. Enophobia. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're right. Well done. Ca- there's 40, 85 calories in four ounces of wine or thereabout. Italy uh, produces, produces like really the most wine on the planet. Wine has no fat, and an intense fear of wine is called enophobia. O-E-N-O. Phobia. What's colrophobia? I don't know what it is, but I know it's not associated with wine. Fear of clowns. Fear of clowns. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Nice job, Liz. We're going to hook you up with some Walleye tickets for this weekend. And uh, maybe uh, you're on your own for this, but grab a bottle of wine before you head downtown. Thank you. Don't go anywhere, okay? Uh, who do we have on the set? We have Isaac. He was uh, waiting patiently. Are we still uh, are we still loaded up with Tony Packer? Yeah, stuff? Isaac, right. don't hang up. I'm going to give you something, friend. Very nice. 720 with the morning reboot. We have at least one human guest on the way, potentially a canine guest as well. The most obedient one ever if they are here. We'll do that in less than 15 minutes with the morning reboot. It's Eric Chase and Floyd. We're brought to you by uh, Jeffrey Mann, Fine Jewelers. Hold on. now in the morning reboot brought to you by Jeffrey Mann Fine Jewelers good morning Q105 around 805 you'll get your first national keyword doing a thousand dollar payoff and throughout the day we've got non-stop music hours it's Eric Chase and Floyd Uh, please let me introduce a friend who has not been on the show before but we have mentioned where she works several times including yesterday Mm -hmm. the wonderful Jenny Barlow's from the Ability Center good morning good Good morning morning. thanks for coming in hey my pleasure Uh, I'll also introduce General. Yes, he came along this morning. There is there is the most well-behaved canine we've ever had here. You won't hear him because he is implicitly obedient. So I've mentioned several <laughs> times that I, um, I'm connected to a group here locally that runs through ProMedic and other places called HARP, the Hope and Recovery Pets Program. And that's how I met Jenny. Um, and we're on the, uh, the idea committee, we'll call it. But what is your position at the Ability Center besides overall awesome person? Oh, thanks, Eric. Well, I am the client services manager for the assistance dogs program at the Ability Center. And what our program overall does is we train and place service and therapy dogs to help create independence for people that have mobility disabilities. Um, We place therapy dogs into families that might have kids on the autism spectrum or with developmental disabilities. Um, And these dogs are great vehicles to either help people maintain their job, go back to school, um, live independently at home, and they do a lot of great physical tasks as well as being great companions and friends for us, too. We just mentioned the Ability Center yesterday because mm-hmm. of some events that I guess have been happening, but what yes, happened last night? exciting week? times. Uh, sit, stay, and read um, yes. with Lucas County Public Library. And I and we had uh, my friend Kelsey on from the library yesterday. The, there was one last night at Holland. There's one at various branches. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where uh, dogs like General get to have, they, they get to practice interacting with humans? Right, exactly. Well, overall, I mean, it's a, a very exciting year for us at the Ability Center. It's our 100th anniversary. Yeah. So there are lots of great things going on throughout the entire year. Um, but we always look for partners who want to interact not only with people who are working through the Ability Center, but through our program as well. So we've had a great 
partnership with the library. We've got lots of hug-a-pups coming up. We've got a, a new little litter of all male yellow uh, Labrador retriever puppies that will be going out and visiting all the branches oh, nice. of the library uh, in the next couple of weeks. But we also love to take our older dogs who are in training out and interact with kids and just let them practice socializing with kids at the library and let the kids read to them. I was going to go last night, but then I realized, wait a second, this is a kid event, and if I show up without a kid... <laughs> it I'm wouldn't gonna... be creepy at all, Eric. It would not be creepy. You don't know me well when enough. Did that, when, did that, when did that idea hit you? Like when you were getting ready and going to getting into your car, you're like... Around 3 o'clock. Listen, we could create an event just around you so that it could kind of scratch that itch. I would love bit. it. Oh, Jenny Barlow from... From the Ability Center, and General's here, but you won't hear him because he's very well behaved. Um, tell me more about the Ability Center for people that might not know much about it at all, because it took me far too long to, to come across you guys. Yes. Well, we provide all kinds of different services for people who just have different challenges and, again, want to stay as interactive in the community mm-hmm. as possible. So um, we've got a program that goes out and builds ramps for people's homes or offers temporary ramps if people are having surgeries or have more of a temporary issue so that they can get in and out of their home. We provide advocacy services of all kinds. Um, we have a youth program that has offers all kinds of different classes and is really reaching out to the schools to offer different opportunities for kids that have different challenges um, in order to kind of ease a transition away from uh, high school and home into a college lifestyle. Um, how, there, there are all kinds of different opportunities. How, if someone's listening, uh, how will someone know if whatever they're dealing with will fit the criteria so that the Ability Center can help them? Probably the easiest way is just to call in. Okay. And our number is 419-885-5733. There are lots of people who are there waiting to help. And uh, you can also go to our website at abilitycenter.org, and it kind of details some of the programs there as can well. people who might be listening and just finding out about the Ability Center, because kind of like when we first started to talk about my friends Good Grief, right. I, I got a lot of, I wish I would have known about mm-hmm. this sooner. Right. And I wish exactly. I would have known about you're a great person. I love the dogs, obviously. You're located on Monroe Street. Can people just pop in to see Absolutely. more you're about? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, one of the other programs that's list is that's offered there is uh, durable medical equipment. We have a loan and gift program. So again, for people who have um, visitors coming into town and they just need something temporarily, somebody who's having a surgery and they need some crutches or they mm-hmm. need a... Uh, walker or something like that, rather than buying it, you can check out that durable medical equipment program and see if they've got something that you may need, and then you can either bring it back when you're done, um, loan it back, whatever. You don't have to go out and buy something if you can't afford it or if you just need it temporarily. You mentioned uh, 100 years, and I know it's part of the effort to make Toledo the most accessible city in the country as well. Exactly. It was kind of an idea that was... Um, born last year as we were starting to think about going into this big century year 
um, and really thinking about what it is about our community that could be changed or looked at differently to really make it more inclusive for everybody. I mean, everybody loves this community. We just want to be a part of that. Why can't we make it easier for everybody to be a part of the community? It's a neat thing to hang our hat on, too. I mean, it doesn't have to all be Pacos and glass. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. And to be clear, General is a a therapy dog. He is not uh, uh, an emotional support animal, though I suppose he could be. Right. He he. Well, they're all emotional support animals, but it's what it's it's the layers that kind of come on top of that. Um, The dogs that have protected public access rights under the Americans with Disabilities Act are dogs that are actually doing physical tasks for somebody to mitigate their disability. So our service dogs are picking up things that people drop or helping Mm. to open doors or um, lifting legs into bed. They're doing actual physical things, and that's what really allows dogs to go out in public and be protected, have protected public access rights with their person. Uh, I heard you bring this up before because I asked you in one of our heart meetings. It's Eric and Floyd, the morning reboot. Uh, Jenny Barlow's from the Ability Center is here. What's it cost to train someone like Gen- something, oh, uh, a dog like General? Well, we train our dogs for two years before they're placed with somebody, before Hi. we kind of look at who they're going to match with, what their what the dog's personality is, what the person's personality is, what their support system is, what their needs are. So if you take that whole two years into account, our veterinary costs, our food costs, our staff time, it's about twenty to $25,000. Um, so obviously we're going to look for the best possible situation for them. We really think of them as athletes. So mm-hmm. we watch their weight. We monitor the, the food. We want them to have a high quality food because we've invested a lot of time. Our fosters and our volunteers have done a lot of work with us. They've come to class with their dog mm-hmm. every week. They practiced with different outings. There's a really a lot that goes into that two years that people don't always think about sure. when they think, oh, I'll just you know take my dog out to the store because it's not that big of a deal and I don't want to leave them at home or they have separation anxiety. One of the things that we try and get across to people out in the public is there really can be a danger to taking your dog out if they're not socialized properly. If your dog is afraid in that situation, it can really pose a hazard to the dogs that we've worked for two yeah. years to put out and have invested twenty to $25,000 in each dog. And for the person that they're with, they're priceless. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to ever create a situation where it's hazardous for any people or any dog. So, you know, we try and raise awareness about that as well. Last question. Uh, you mentioned autism. We'll stick with that. Floyd, uh, yes. work with kids with, with oh, autism. My whole if, life. If I'm, if I'm listening and I'm a mom uh, with a child with autism and I want to get, is there a cost? Is it covered by insurance? How does it work? We don't work with insurance. Okay. So um, it really is all privately funded. Okay. Um, we have uh, an equipment and training fee for for our service and therapy dogs between two and five thousand dollars um which is really kind of an investment into um it's kind of a pay it forward almost for because by the time somebody anybody gets one of our dogs they've really already we've already incurred that investment Mm -hmm. um but it's a, a really 
affordable way to find a companion. And the therapy dogs are not, they don't have protected public access rights, but they can be a great companion at home. They can help with coping skills, help with problem solving, help with communication, and really, like you said, just be a a great buddy and a great companion for kids that, you know, often have real trouble making friends or, or having kind of that additional communication and having that dog can really help bridge that that social um, isolation that some of them feel. Floyd wraps and up. I'm ex- and I'm actually happy you said something about the coping skills because many parents with um, children with autism or that are on the spectrum, that's something that they have issues with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because like, they don't have the words to right. say that I'm upset, right. I'm happy, I'm sad, you know what I mean? Right. And I guess, uh, I, and I know that's where a dog will come into play because they, they can read and sense those signs and probably give warning before a tantrum happens. Right. You know the best way to put it. Well, Ch- even just putting, you know, doing homework, mm-hmm. having your dog lay with yeah. you. If you're getting frustrated, you can just stop, pet your dog for a little while, and then go back that to stress. that yeah. work. Uh, Jenny Barlow's the Ability Center. How can people find out some more of the website? The website, abilitycenter.org, is a great vehicle to get information. And if you want to just call into the Ability Center, 419-885-5733. Uh, there are lots of people who are ready and waiting to uh, answer any questions that you have about the different programs and opportunities that are available awesome. through the Ability Center. Thanks to you and, and General coming by today. I promise. Flizz, your dog here? I mean, I need a man like General. He is just chilling. I was like, this <laughs> is the perfect man right here. It's 746 with the morning reboot. Why you might be thinking or hearing or seeing stuff about BTS next. The, the, the gladiator that Bill Murray drove in the Super Bowl commercial yes. is for sale at a dealership in Caro or Caro, Michigan. I think it's near Saginaw. Um, and an Ohio person mm-hmm. is going to purchase it. Oh. Is it you? I, I could barely afford a Hot Wheel, let alone a full-blown car. All right. That is on our Q105 Facebook page. Good morning. The Morning Reboot brought to you by Jeffrey Manfine Jewelers. It's Eric and Floyd. Um, so, B- Tina Fey is trending this morning mm-hmm. because there are Tina Fey got pushed into trending because pe- there were people who didn't know who Tina Fey was, and then the people who know and adore Tina Fey were upset at the people who didn't know who Tina Fey was. And before you know it, the internet is exhausting. BTS is also trending this morning. Uh, Why they were on Jimmy Fallon? I did a- actually, you know what? They weren't trending. John Cena was. So I immediately thought, well, that sucks. He died. I love that. That's the culture. That's the world we live in. Oh, they're trending. Oh, well, I enjoyed them. You haven't got the opportunity to meet yet? John Cena. John Cena? John Cena? <laughs> I want to see him. He's a, he's, a, he's a big fan of us, and the we, 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 we're the big fan. And yeah, it's like, really? mutually, of course. He, he, Who, he likes J Ho. We've been, oh, yeah, he, he loves J Ho. John Cena. Yeah, we were always <laughs> watching. Like WWE, like when we were like, you know, like 13, like 15. So BTS loves John Cena. Question. So they're from Korea, right? Like South Korea? Yeah, the good one. <laughs> Do they go? This is going to sound so ignorant and I, I'm prepared for the hate mail. I'm just going to ask. Did they go to like the school of talking like surfer white dudes? Because that's how they talk. Like, is that like their American accent? 
Maybe like, they learned by watching YouTube. I don't know, but like it was like, yeah, we love John Cena. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, tubular. Like you know, that's what they sound like to me. Like if I didn't know that was BTS, I would think that was like Kevin, Tad, Chance, Carl, and maybe Lawrence. So they sound like <laughs> just like any other twenty something in a lot of ways. No, they sound like the they're from the West Coast. Bless you <laughs> or good me. health. So yeah, so I guess John Cena likes one of them. They want to meet him and da 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 da. That was actually good. I like that. Uh, Pete Davidson did a radio interview and is talking about the toll that Mac Miller's death took on his ex fiance and their relationship. Um, let's see. I totally got it. She wouldn't. She would even tell you this. I was like, listen, I get it. Do whatever you've got to do. I'll be here. Like I said, I'll be here until you don't want me to be here. I pretty much knew it was around uh, over after that. I pretty much knew it was around over after. There we go. Okay. Uh, that was horrible, and I can't imagine what it is, what it's like. All I do know is she really loved the blank out of him, and she was putting on a show, or she wasn't putting on a show or anything. That was effed up. Prayers to his family and all of his friends. So when th- they were together at the time, but when Mac Miller died, Ar- Ariana obviously lost a part of herself, yeah. a love of hers, and that devastated her, probably had her reevaluating things, including whether or not she was in the go forward in getting engaged to, uh, or go forward with marriage with Pete Davidson, which was whirlwind. Like, I hate to... Like say this analogy, but like it's it was probably one of those things that like she, she had like a Vietnam flashback, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff that maybe she didn't do, or like I'm not in the right state of mind. Oh, like her song to get married, like you know, what I, mean? I lost a love of my life who's never gonna come back. I don't want to waste time on stuff. Like you never know what someone goes through in mourning. It, so. turn, it, it trauma like that turns on emotions that you don't mm-hmm. and thoughts you don't tap into. Absolutely, they bubble up and then you reevaluate things. Good for him for being very mature about it and understanding it. One last thing, uh, Harvey Weinstein is now a, a, a convicted rapist, guilty of criminal sexual act in the first degree and rape in the third degree, and he was remanded in, remanded till jail until sentencing, and then he needed a hospital visit for chest pains. I've never seen someone get so deteriorated in front of my eyes after like being convicted on stuff. Something about back surgery was, was why like, he had to walk He was standing all tall, and then all these women came out, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm, I'm losing all ability in my body. I said, first off, you walked in there like a pompous a butt and then you walk out this frail human get out of here with that nonsense uh one of the many big moments yesterday from the kobe bryant memorial uh, obviously his widow and it sounds very odd to say that uh she spoke eloquently and courageously about her the loss of her husband and her daughter uh gianna and and shaq dropped an mfer that i almost wanted to put on the air but this was this was for me the takeaway we all know the meme but it's back now he's got me michael jordan I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. Crying Jordan meme. 2K20. It's the morning reboot. Eric and Floyd on Q105. We haven't done one in a minute, so we'll get to a panel full of ladies with prizes and snuggling in about 15 minutes. Hold on. Q105 Studios, sponsored by Nick. Ladies, ladies. Q105's the morning reboot. You're not just helping Eric, you're helping all men. I need. The panel full of ladies. 419-240-1055. Start dialing. Uh, 8.17, you can get in on this and you still have a moment to text in for your national keyword. Uh, good luck with that. It's big to 95819 and panel full of ladies. Let me get this right. 
You're Irene? Yes. Come on, Irene. And you're <laughs> and you're 19? Yeah. You get a lot of questions like that, don't you? A few. <laughs> Music has her name's older, sounds yes. older. Okay, I get yeah. that. There's uh I get it too, Irene. My name's Floyd. She works at some bars downtown. She's 28, 29. Her name is Ruth. Yeah, that's another one. Oh. Well, we got a um bartender at Georgia's. Her name's Barbara. How old is she? My age, like 33, 34. Yeah. yeah she should be at least 50. All right, <laughs> I, Irene, you're 19 dating, no kids. Where are you from? Where where, where do you live? Uh, I live in Oregon, Ohio. Okay. Mm. Uh, the the last person... Yeah, Floyd, could you grab that? Actually, I'm going to take it up over okay. here. Uh, Irene, stay with us. Hi, line four. Who's this? Hi, it's Becky. Hi, Becky. Good morning. How old are you? Where are you from? Uh, I'm 42 from Toledo. Toledo. Any kids? Yep, I have one. I was guessing. Married, single, dating? Married. Okay. Uh, Irene is with us. Irene, uh, the last person you dated, on a scale of 1 to 10, rate their snugability. <laughs> like the one I'm currently dating or the last one? Yeah, okay, the one you're dating now. Is he a 1 to 10? You know, obviously 10 being the best. Good or bad snuggler? 1 to 10. Oh, it's definitely a 10. He just trapped me in there. <laughs> oh, my. Um, how about you, How about you, Becky, your your husband? 1 to 10 on the snugability scale. Six. Six? Okay. What would make him a better snuggler? Um, okay, this is kind of first world problems, but he's kind of buff, so if he's a little more soft, maybe. Oh. It's, it's so awful that he's been blessed with good genes and takes care of himself. My, I, I know. Mm, it's awful. Um, but that kind of feel, that that kind of fulfills the the thinking that a lot of women, many women, don't like that. They would prefer something softer and dad body ish. Okay. Irene, what room yes. do you perform best in where you live? Uh, <laughs> uh it depends. <laughs> what kind of mood you're in? I, I, this could, I like Irene. This could be anything. <laughs> this could be anything. My answer would be the kitchen. I am good in the kitchen. Uh. I'm not good in the kitchen. I can't cook that well. So, so the be- the room you're uh, you had the best performances in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Becky, what about you? Where are you? What what room in your home are you most skilled in? The bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> because you're really good at cleaning it. Well, she's a mom too. Well, yeah, I'm a mom, and, you know, it's my little sanctuary. It's Got quiet. It. It's clean. I can sing karaoke. I can do some TikToks. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. And nobody cleans up boys who miss the toilet like Becky does, right? <laughs> yep. Um, last question. Uh, Irene, what's the last thing that the person you're dating uh, did that made you say or think, that's odd? What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, the, the person you're dating, the last thing they did that made you say or think, well, that's odd. Uh, well, he, I always, we've been dating for over like two years. Okay. And I always ask him why he never farts. And he just said that he like just 
doesn't fart. He's just not a farty person. Okay. <laughs> so I like it. I don't do locker room talk. He weird. doesn't fart. Um, th- this is why we ask these questions on the panel full of ladies. <laughs> Becky, how about you? The last thing that uh, your husband did that made you go, that's odd. I can't even think of one. Because you've got him trained, right? <laughs> well... I don't know if it's trained. We just know each other too well. When I was thinking up this question, it was it was uh, I came across somebody who liked a picture they shouldn't have liked in their current situation, and that's like a hmm, that's odd. They shouldn't be doing that kind of situation. Hmm. Yeah, no, nothing okay. like that. All right, good. You got him trained. Um, everybody, hold on. We can do Tony Pacos for our uh, for our yeah, friend Becky. Yeah, we'll give Becky some stuff. Uh, the pedophil ladies here on the morning reboot: Eric Chase and Floyd. Good questions today. This is what I'm filled with. It's good. You're filled with joy and glee. I'm not. Can I Can I be honest? Yeah, well, I happened? was kind of hoping for a text from Athena already and nothing. Stop I, it. I'm it's totally it, overthinking It's only it. been today for eight and a half hours. Just got to think that way. It's only been today for eight hours. That's a work shift. Calm down. Last week it was rapid Calm fire. Calm down. Jeff and McGee will join us. The invisible... Man, I was to say person, is coming out. It's a remake. Good movie. We'll find out and play the trailer game next. Q105 Traffic, sponsored by Max Auto, with hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and you'll get $1,000 or more for your trade-in. Eight thirty-five. that Pokemon music means our friend Jeffy McGee is here, our pop culture movie guru. So we can dive into this week's release, The Invisible Man. Oh, sorry, 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 oh, sorry. Not a problem. The Invisible Man on the Invisible Microphone. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, it's it's rather appropriate that I'm watching uh, a synchronized dance routine over here, and you out there in TV land and radio land, pardon me, are not seeing it because ultimately we are invisible to you. So ultimately it is appropriate for The Invisible Man this week, which I believe was supposed to be part of the Universal Dark Universe, which is now not happening. because it's so, so dark that they got rid of it. And yeah, this, it was, is, this is a big, I didn't realize it's such a big star. Elizabeth Moss is, is, uh-huh. the, is so, the feature. Yep, and uh, ultimately the thing about The Invisible Man that's interesting is that there have been plenty of movies that have focused around characters who cannot be seen, but the actual Invisible Man concept in terms of the name is a universal trademark so it is it, it's really interesting to see you know what they'll do with it this time around there have been some pretty good ones and some not so good ones over the course of, of the course of film history but with that said we're going to look at some classic monsters today in the trailer game specifically the original universal monsters i'm not going to name them out loud because i would give way too many clues to what the movies in this question are but we're looking at modern updates of those classic monsters okay we're not going back to the 1930s for these i'm sorry floyd but i know, I know how vintage you like to get with this it's all good, it's all yeah, good. but we're going to be looking at more modern movies so let us get scary and start with number one please do exist. Rob Stoker's Dracula. You didn't even need me to ask for the full title. Very well done. I'm ready. <laughs> that could have been one of any vampire like that, but okay. But that, right. but that was Anthony Hopkins as as uh, Doctor Van Helsing. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a gloriously over the top movie, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it really was. I mean, I mean Dr- Dracula's basic look with the big uh, Princess Leia hair yeah. and everything was just so bizarre. And I but, saw it later in life, like as like a young adult, and I was just like, what the heck? Perfected by Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll all right, move on. All right, num- number two on the list, please. It was torn to pieces and half eaten. 
Whatever did it was big. Werewolf! That's not quite the name, though. Team Wolf. No. Cost silver bullets. Do you know? Do you know the exact? No, it's not it either. I'll give it to you, Floyd, because I'll. Because he's standing there. Because you're standing there looking, and he at least got what the monster. You're talking. I can't hear it. What is it? The Wolf Man, which is the Universal remake from that from 2010. Does anybody remember that that happened? Wolf Man, Werewolf, Hairy Dude. Speaking speaking of which, that was also Anthony Hopkins. He was in that one, and Benicio del Toro with one of the most boring characters he's ever played. Because he just he looked he looked like he didn't care in that movie. He was just kind of standing there, and then you know just being just dull. And it's hard to make Benicio del Toro dull, so it was an interesting choice. So, all right, next up, next up, please, three. Call it the doorway to hell. Where the earliest pharaohs were said to have hidden the mummy. That's the mummy. Yeah, I didn't even have to mention Brendan the Frazier. sand. Or that's Brendan Fraser. Yep. Mm. So you could just answer like you were excited to say it. At least I get a little <laughs> enthusiasm. I'm just trying to get on the board, stay focused. <laughs> Mama mentality. Right. <laughs> all right, number four. Number four, please. Sebastian, are you in here? So, what's it like being a ghost? Ghosts are dead. I'm very much Maybe alive. Maybe I remember this one. The question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? Imagine the, the Invisible Man? It is not The Invisible desire. Man, but it's a Invisible Man-ish movie. Does anybody remember this one at all? Now, if I say that first voice you heard was Kevin Bacon, does that help? Oh! I remember it. I don't he plays a scientist. Yep. I can't yeah. think of the name of Hollow the movie. Man yeah. is the name Hollow of the movie. Yeah. Elizabeth Shue is yep. in that. Yes, it was. And, and the movie. special effects in that were phenomenal. I mean, yeah. th- that was one of my favorite depictions of being invisible just because they did such an amazing job of just removing him from the scenes. It just looks so cool. And you saw Kevin Bacon's bacon in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Put it that I, way. I was very young when I saw that. I was like, nude scene. This is like watching a porno. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, All right, number five. Number five, please. Ever since she was born, I've wanted to protect my little ghoul. So Hotel Transylvania? That's Hotel Transylvania. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was like, my teacher years to come back, I'm like, that sounds like the dad? Yeah, that was okay. the dad. That was, that was So it. which character is that? That, that, that was Adam Sandler. Well, that's all of them, basically. Right. I mean, Dracula, okay. yeah. Frankenstein, the Wolfman, everybody, the mummy, everybody's in that it one. Was a, it was a very well done movie. I didn't Did you see the sequels? You haven't seen the sequels? Okay. Mm. All right, so Floyd's up three three to one. You can tie if you catch up, Eric. We go to number six, please. Lot six, six, six. This is Phantom of the Opera. That is Phantom of the Opera. You didn't even have to hear. I specifically left in the music so that it would be an instant get. (laughs) Love that musical. Did you like the movie version is the big question. No. (laughs) Jeff, what was the last one? The last one would have been Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the other uh, one of the two that uh, Francis Ford Coppola produced. Might have gotten it. Yeah, but but if you had heard him say, it's alive, I think you would have heard that. It's scary how good he is at this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, he, he's riding a high, incredible run right now. We're going to have to figure out something to get you back on the board here because you are basically one for 2020. And you're the movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I'm off. It's a slump. Uh, Jeff McGee is here with us. The Morning Reboot brought to you by Jeffrey Mann Fine Jewelers. There's a new feature with Amazon Prime. Are you watching any of these? We'll do it before 9. Q1... 
853 on Q105, the morning reboot. Uh, brought to you by Jeffrey Mann Fine Jewelers. It's Eric and Floyd. We've got nonstop music hours here once our show wraps up. Listen for those. Brew and Russ throughout the day. Eric Floyd and our pop culture Jedi or Mandalorian. Jeff and McGee is here. Quick note while we have Jeff here. The New York Toy Fair is over the weekend mm-hmm. with lots more reveals of baby Yodas mm-hmm. that you can conceivably get your hands on before they sell out. So now, enjoy. now, 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 now. The <laughs> child. Remember, baby Yoda is the designation that we fans gave to him. In real life, he has no name. He is simply the child. Uh, he's baby Yoda, let's be honest here. <laughs> and there are tons and tons. Have you seen the really big deluxe one? The We're animatronic about- one? Oh, yes. (laughs) There's the one that is, it's $10 and it's an inch tall. That's about as good as you're going to get as far as a deal because they are merchandise. I got to give them a shout out and credit that the creators of this show work so hard to keep this character under wraps that they have not merchandised him out the wazoo as they should have. They would have known that this character was going to take off to this degree, but they certainly should have known that he was going to, people were going to want something of him because it's a cute little... They create more of the demand and they they bump the massive earnings into the next year. We learned that all about from 1977 when the initial Star Wars figures came out and they didn't have them ready for Christmas, for goodness sakes, even though the movie came out in May. You learned that. We did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeff is here with us and there's something new on Amazon Prime that apparently I've not even seen. Netflix. It's actually on Netflix. Okay, Netflix, top. their biggest real estate uh, is the home screen that we all see, Mm -hmm. and it's algorithms that coordinates what we should be watching, what it thinks we'll be watching. It is some of the best real estate online anywhere, Mm -hmm. and there's something different. Now they have added a top 10 list. Now, the interesting thing about about, uh, Netflix up to this point is that they haven't really been you know, that forthcoming with what the most popular things at any given moment on their service are. Now they are. They've added this thing that lets you see what the top 10 things currently streaming on Netflix are at any given moment. So basically, it's a new way of letting people know, hey, this is what's trending. This is what your friends might be watching. Maybe you want to check this out. They current The list is currently up. And I have the current top 10 list that's available on Netflix. They may want to take a wild guess what number one is of everything on Netflix, the most streamed thing right now. Is it a, is it a comedy? No. I'm going to go Law and Order. Nope. Nowhere in no I'm gonna say I'm gonna cheat and say somewhere in the top five Sabrina's on there. No, believe oh. me. No, the number one show, number one period thing on Netflix right now is the reality show Love is Blind. Oh, everyone's been talking <clears throat> about that on my Facebook. Yep. No, that's oh, the, I should have known that. That's the new thing. So that's number one. Number two Wait, go backwards. Yes. Do do ten to one. Okay. So that's number one. Number ten right now is Better Call Saul. Okay. The new season just came out. That yep. makes perfect sense. Number nine, of all things, a bad mom's Christmas. Hmm. The Christmas movie is hitting big in February. Maybe it just got up there and so people were having a chance to see okay. it. Number eight is a horror movie called The Girl on the Third Floor, which is uh, a haunted house flick starring, of all people, CM Punk as the, as the lead. But it's number one. I'm watching it. <laughs> I mean, I know that. <laughs> all right, number seven. <laughs> number seven, Babies, the documentary series that just came out about, take a wild guess, Babies. babies. <laughs> Basically, it's that dog show that they did a few years ago, only but now with it's with babies. babies. Uh, so, okay. Number six is uh, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, oh, the that's movie. A, that's trending on my Facebook feed. Noah Centennial. 
Yeah. The internet's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Number five is The Foreigner, which is a Jackie Chan movie. Okay. Which is interesting, because that came out like years ago. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a more serious Jackie Chan movie, but I have no idea why it's number five of, of, of everything. Number four is Lock and Key, which is get, which is getting a lot of buzz right now. Yeah, that's on my favorite. Number three is Narcos Mexico, the second season of that, which- you know, bailed. He <laughs> bailed on that a long time ago already. There's no topping uh, Escobar. Fair enough. So, and number two is the last thing he wanted, which is interesting because that's the Anne Hathaway movie that uh, came out and is Netflix exclusive, and it's currently sitting at I am not making this up a five on RottenTomatoes.com. Who's in it with her? Sorry, I don't remember actually. Off the she top did of a, a little press for it too. I do. Rem- she didn't do a lot like she normally does. Yeah, but so I know I, she did some. I'm circuits. not buying this. It, it, this. Don't think those are the actual top ten. Th- this is. This top ten is the same for everybody, right? It's not built by the algorithm. No, this your... is not an algorithm okay. thing. This is junk because <laughs> I, I I will guarantee you, is Friends is gone from Netflix, right, or wherever. Uh, the off is the office gone already? Because that was the one leaving. That's the next one. But 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 Friends is being yanked. I think I think it's being yanked soon. I could be wrong because they're starting up that new uh, you know HBO the streaming Max, thing, yeah. and Warner's all Warner stuff is going to be on the, there. Those. The legacy shows are definitely the top ten. Mm. I will guarantee you, there are, just to pull one out of the air, and I don't know comedies like I know Breaking Bad would be on that list because so many people are likely watching it at one time. This is what I think they want to push. Well, it's very possible ultimately because because we all know that that's kind of the way that Netflix has built their brand. And I find it interesting that the vast majority of the stuff on here, well. Well, maybe six of these are Netflix productions. The top four, <laughs> definitely. Too. Yeah. But at the same time, I got to say that, you know, Netflix has done a really good job of building up its own brand and getting people invested in their own franchises. The question is, how quickly do things drop off? Because you'll notice the vast majority of the things on here are things that either, you know, the, of their original stuff are things that just debuted. So it really is a question of how quickly does people watching something and then immediately once they're done with it, they're just done with and they're walking away and finding something else. <clears throat> Friends in the Office is off Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Something it's legacy. Been confirmed. <laughs> Lo- I, there are far more people getting their Olivia Benson binge yeah. in than Bad Moms Christmas. That's, gotcha. what I use, that's what I use Netflix for, like my little nostalgia or stuff that I didn't have cable for to watch now. But the thing of it is that if you look at a lot of the streaming uh, numbers that we get, the fact is that people really thrive on new stuff. People don't really go for the mm. legacy stuff nearly as much because they've already seen it. So they really are desperate for new things. That's why it makes it really interesting. <clears throat> Sorry for a wrestling reference, but WWE is currently talking about moving off the big pay-per-views off of uh, WWE Network and onto a different service. And a lot of people are getting upset saying that they would not want to keep WWE Network because all that would be on there really would be the legacy shows. Right. And for them... That's not worth it. Uh, Floyd, you'll come back tomorrow with a quick review of Sonic? Yeah. Thank you. Jeff, thanks very much. Thank you as always. Remember, uh, we didn't get to it, but it's the end of the month and beginning of a new month, so things are leaving and coming for all your favorite streamers. Nine o'clock with the morning reboot. You can grab today's podcast episode shortly. Text Eric to 419-240-1055. Q105.